Hello, and welcome once again to the Dishes and Doctrine audio blog. This is our 15th episode, which seems like kind of a mile marker to me. I'm Rachel, your host for this podcast, and if this is your first time to listen, welcome, first of all. And pretty much what we do here is each week I write a post over for DishesAndDoctrine.com, and then I turn that into an audio version so that... If you are too busy to sit down and read, you can listen to each week's posts while you're folding the laundry or driving to pick up the kids. So I I always hope that it's a help and an encouragement to you throughout your busy schedule. I also have noticed lately that I seem to have kind of a theme in some of my blog posts about the exhaustion and the weakness that comes with motherhood. And today we're going to talk about that again. And where to turn when you feel like you're out of strength. You know, I can still hear my sister's voice in my head saying, just keep moving, Rachel. She had dragged me into exercising with her once again, and she was still energetically running in place. I was begging her to let me sit down. My legs felt like jelly, and I was sure that I was probably going to pass out soon. She said, it's okay if you don't do the jumping jacks, just walk in place instead. Whatever you do, Rachel, don't stop moving. Now, obviously, I survived that torturous workout, and I've survived several others over the years. I've even followed the advice of many different fitness gurus to find my why in working out. I know that my health is important to my family, so... I never exercise because I really want to, but because I know it's good for me. Now, other than shaking quads and burning biceps, one of the biggest deterrents to regular exercise, I feel, is the inevitable loss of energy. I usually start off my workouts determined and strong, but it never lasts. Shortly into the workout, my jumps are lower and my squats are higher. I want to be toned and healthy. I really do, but I convince myself that I'm just not strong enough to finish. I don't have the power to push through the pain. Now, I know I'm not alone in this stamina issue. In fact, a couple days after I had written the post for the blog, I had a conversation with a friend of mine about working out and about how to have energy and stamina to make it through the whole workout. Fitness companies offer different pre-workout drinks, and if you look on Pinterest, you'll find that it's packed with links to different pre-workout snacks. We all want to be able to push through and finish our workouts so we can experience that post-sweat high of accomplishment. In the Bible... Our call as believers to live both holy and loving lives is equated with physical strain, too. The author of Hebrews penned these famous words, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So we have perseverance, stamina, resolution. We're told in scripture to run lives committed to Christ and free from unnecessary burdens and wrongdoings. But where do we find the energy to complete the task? Any effort depended 
on our own fortitude will just never last. Our spiritual legs will weaken and we struggle to catch a breath in between all the serving and giving and reading and praying. We just lack the energy to even jog on our own. We need nourishment for our exhausted spiritual muscles. Now, um, this is supposed to be a short podcast, and many have written entire commentaries on the book of Hebrews, but it is interesting to note that this well-known verse that I just read, and it's probably one of the most quoted verses out of Hebrews, it actually comes after 11 chapters outlining the beauty and the sufficiency of our Savior. The author of Hebrews takes his readers on a journey through Hebrew history, pointing to the innumerable ways that Jesus is better than the traditions and the commandments that these people held so dear. Each chapter is just full of doctrinal truths like redemption, substitution, and sacrifice. So in other words, it's the endurance of Christ that offers us sustaining hope as we run. And this, again, is why the study of theology is so vitally important. Because truly grasping the truths of the gospel and God's story of redemption throughout time, it never stops with head knowledge. It always translates into the motivation to press on in our walk. Listen to these verses written by Paul. 1 Timothy 4.10 says, For to this end we toil and strive. Because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. And this one in Colossians 1.28 says, For this I toil, struggling with all His energy that He powerfully works within me. Christ is both the motivation and the strength for the work that we're called to do as moms. When I'm enamored with Christ and His work, then I'm empowered to live a life that reflects Him to those around me. In other words, scriptural knowledge, really knowing theology, is of no help when we simply become spiritually obese. When we allow theological truth to really do its work in our hearts, even when it's painful sometimes— It becomes the fuel that we need to continue steadfastly in the faith. I just love the opportunity that God has given me to encourage you each week through this podcast, not with my own words, but with God's word for you as a mom. And if this has been a help to you, feel free to share it with a friend. And also, if you would, go over to iTunes and you can leave a rating and a review there That just helps more people be able to find this podcast, so hopefully we can encourage more moms with the gospel. As always, you can head over to dishesanddoctrine.com. There you'll find links to my Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can also email me from the website, and if you have any suggestions or questions or feedback or prayer requests, you can email me those. I would just absolutely love to hear from you. We'll talk again soon.